It's the Not So Bon Voyage podcast, episode 27. On today's episode, we chat about slapping flight attendants, getting stranded in Peru, quarantine for a hangover, and bedtime rat attacks. Grab your hand sanitizer and let's go. And then the train got lost. How does the train get lost when it's on rails? I just want to get out there in the wild. Well, it was in the itinerary. I mean, adventure, it's calling. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been excellent. G'day, mateys! How is your quarantine going? How is your lockdown? How is life? We're going crazy. We're going a little nuts. Jules, I was on the phone earlier with a friend, and Jules was walking down the driveway like a chicken. Muck, muck, with no mention of what he was doing, he just was walking like a chicken. Yeah, you knew what I was doing, so... Well, I could tell you were a chicken. I must have been a good chicken. You were a good chicken. Oh my god, it is... It is the Not So Bon Voyage podcast. We are Jules and Christine, and we are bringing you stories from the road when shit goes wrong, and we're coming to your ears during this time of need when we need a bit of comedy. Yeah, we need some fun stories. I think we need some now laughter. more than ever. Yeah, well, we can't be we can't travel right now. No, we cannot. Hashtag stay home. Hashtag stay the fuck home. Stay the f- whoa. Sorry, you're getting bleep, aggressive. Bleep, bleep, stay bleep. the beep home. Yeah, exactly. So we are not traveling, and neither should you. Nobody's traveling. It really went from like, oh, probably not a good idea to travel to like, stay the F home and don't leave your house at all. If you go out, you're basically killing grandma. Exactly. That's so true. Mm. Especially if you're going to spring break in Florida. Oh, I don't really care if I get the corona. Uh, that if guy has already it, I got get it. it. If I get it, I get that it. That guy's already got it, probably. He probably, that guy has a lot of things, probably. Yeah. Well, that's right. We are staying at home. It is day 15 of our lockdown here in San Francisco. Is that right? You calculated it? Yeah. I mean, it's two weeks plus one day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're the math. You're the math man. Yeah, I'm the math man. Uh, Two weeks since we've been quarantined. So there's no travel update for us still. Still. We do have a Netflix update, though. (laughs) Yes, we have watched Tiger King. Yes, Everybody settle down. We are amongst most people now who have ticked Tiger King off their list. And, you know, that's like the new bucket list, really. I actually, it is like the new bucket list, the Netflix bucket list. It's like, what's your 2020 going to be? Thailand, you know, um, I don't know. Why can't I even, I can't even think of one country. I was like, Thailand. Thailand, Egypt. And now it's your 2020 bucket list is Tiger King, Love is Blind. Love is blind. Mm, don't know if I'm going to add that to my bucket list. <laughs> Christine's got the Rona. Always sneeze twice. That's my life motto. What if you don't? Then it's um, I'm going to be out of whack, all, out of sorts for the oh, whole day. Okay. So what's your bucket list now? Uh, well, now that I've finished Tiger King, also I just saw a meme that was like, it, do we really like Tiger King or is there just not that much to choose from? And I'm like, I, that's a great question. Was yeah. it that good? I think it was just very easy to watch. This is what I say without putting a spoiler alert, 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 alert. An amber alert? <laughs> An amber alert. Without giving away too much if you haven't watched it, because I do think it's worth watching, I think it came at the perfect time. Yes. It is a stupid show. Mm-hmm. It is a, a limited documentary series, so it's only seven episodes. True. So you're committing to like six hours of your life. It's like just under an hour each episode. Mm-hmm. It transports you to a crazy place where being stuck inside because of some global pandemic doesn't seem as bad. 
Mm-hmm. And it might give you a laugh at somebody else's expense. Also, and- quarantine time is like dog years. So like every day is like nine years, basically. I so feel like it's taking nine years off my life. Six hours of your life is actually like 29 years. If you follow my math, if you're getting my equation, I'll write mm, it out for you I'm later. Not very, I'm I'll not, write it on the window. I'm very confused. I'll beautiful mind it. Anyway, so basically... You've, you, you've lost yourself, haven't you? Basically... I can see in your face We right all now. have so much time <laughs> that you might as well just put on Tiger King. Okay. not just as in not put it in the DVD player, slip it in the VCR, watch it. Okay, let's go back to your theory, though. So six hours, are you saying it's... I'm going to have to send you my formula. It's yeah, extremely okay. complicated. There's I a lot of square understand. roots and various other mathematical things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also been really enjoying the House Party app. Yes. Which is, this is a non-sponsored shout-out, but House Party has been very entertaining. If you don't know what this is, it's basically an app like a FaceTime where you can just be in the house and I'm, I probably sound extremely old, extremely old trying to uh, explain this, but it's basically like a FaceTime where people can drop in into a FaceTime chat with you. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the easiest way to put it, isn't it? Yes. It's ki- it house. kind of sounds horrible because the last thing I want when I'm FaceTiming somebody one-on-one is some random other person to come into the chat. That, that sounds- you know of. But it is, it is people you know, and people usually only come into the room if it's like you know both the people. But sometimes you only know one person. Yeah. And like, then it's like, hey, I just interrupted this it's maybe serious conversation. Yes, like when I was on a in a house party with my mom, who is the person who got me on the app. Shout and, out to Helen. And then Luke just decided to drop in. That's the multiple, way it's multiple so fun. times. I bet he did. <laughs> yes, he did, because he's a pest. Um, but it is a lot of fun. Uh, but honestly, that is all that's been going on in our life right now. So rather than listening to what we've been doing in quarantine, let's just jump straight into some stories. Let's transport you to another, not another world, but another time mm. where travel was on the forefront. Mm. Mine is not about another time. Oh, Mine is you- about the now time. Okay. Well, mine's pretty much about the now time as well. Okay. I mean, I've got some in the newses. Okay, do you want to go so, first? I got some in the newses, kid. In the newsies. <laughs> it sounded like I was going to say in the nude. <laughs> I've got something in the nude. <laughs> That's for later. Okay. So, in the news, my in the news story that I'm, I've actually got. So, I'm going to. I've got. I'm very thematic today. Mm. I have three stories about planes and. Trains? No, just planes. Just planes. No automobiles. It. Okay. And they're all pretty good in the news stories, if I must say. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I was going to do them all separately, but I thought they're all pretty funny and they're all, some of them are on theme. So, yeah. You just going to bang them out? I'm just going to bang them out. Okay, let's do it. Let's bang them out, baby. My first story is called Clapback. Ooh. And this is the story about a female flight attendant. You might have heard about this. A female flight attendant on a Brussels Airlines flight recently was attacked by a passenger <gasps> and she was hit in the face <gasps> by a guy after he became rowdy and aggravated during the flight. Well, you know how I feel about flight attendants. I do. I think everybody who's listened to this podcast for a while knows how I feel about those people. But regardless of my personal feelings, uh, I don't think that she... physical violence is the answer. Oh, I thought you were going to say she got what was coming to her. Oh, well, I, I actually need the full contact. So. Okay. Well, let me rewind the story a little bit for you. And I have a video as well that I'm going to show you. And we'll put, we'll put a link to the video 
on uh, our website, notsobonvoyage.com. It's a trusty mirror. I, you know what? I really delve into the depths of the hard-hitting news this week. I was on your your son, your mirror. Daily Mail? And your Daily Mail. Oh, Daily Mail. They've got, the I trusted you, news source. They've got some great stories. They, they, you know, when everybody else is losing their mind reporting about corona, you can trust the Mirror or the Daily Mail or the Sun to just produce those shitty stories. Just pure trash. Which is perfect for this podcast. Yes, exactly. Okay, let's rewind the story a little bit. Apparently, so they're getting onto a Brussels Airlines flight. I don't know where it was, but they were getting onto a flight and there was a woman who is the mother-in-law of this man. She was sitting in the middle seat and she had two guys on either side of her. And allegedly, while she was sitting in the middle of the seat, she complained that the two men on either side were knocking her with their elbows. Okay. So they were bumping elbows. Okay. So she she's obviously like said something about that. The guy goes to complain about it. He's not really getting a lot of support mm-hmm. from the air, like the flight attendants, but I don't know what they're supposed to do. Like she's like, they're bumping me with their elbows. And, uh-huh. nah, it's probably like one of those turf wars over the armrest. Oh, yeah, definitely territorial. Oh, yeah. So anyway, he starts getting rowdy about that issue and he starts causing a scene. So then like the the issue about the mother-in-law, like that's like a small potatoes. Wait, what mother-in-law? The mother his mother-in-law is in the middle seat. She's getting bumped with the elbows. Oh, okay. I don't think you explained that. Yeah, yes, I did. You did? Where were you like the last two minutes ago? I'm listening about the there you said there was a woman in between two men. Yeah, and she was she getting, was, getting yeah, You didn't say it was his mother-in-law. Mm, okay. Well, I'm not going to the go listeners back. will know. The listeners will know. And, and you cannot insert it in post-production because Jules <laughs> does the editing for this pro- po- podcast and he's probably going to record a soundbite and put it in there. Okay, I'm Do not sure. believe his lies, everybody. I'm pretty sure it's there so that I don't need to do that. I'm very confident in my storytelling ability. Fine. I digress. The mother-in-law is in the middle. She's getting bummed. Let's move on from that fact. <laughs> okay. So he starts complaining. He starts getting ready. So he becomes the issue now. Oh. So he's having a go at this male flight attendant who's oh, getting- Oh, a male who, flight attendant? Okay. Can you just listen okay. to the story, please? <laughs> I'm on like the edge of my seat. I feel like you're not paying attention at all. I am paying attention. Okay. So a male flight attendant gets involved because this guy is getting rowdy and he's trying to calm him down. Remember, I've rewound the story. Mm-hmm. So these male flight attendants are like, hey, you know, you got to calm down. And this guy, he's like getting real like agitated. He's up and about. Da, da, da. And this guy's basically saying to him like, you need to get down. You don't actually see footage of this, but allegedly the male flight attendant put his hands on him. So, which is obviously assault, of course. Getting handsy. But I think that he's just trying to like block this guy off or something like that. But mm. he touches him at some stage or something. Mm. But this guy is screaming like, he put his hands on me. He put his hands on me. Whoa. So he starts screaming that. But he's getting like super, super aggressive now. Mm. And he's causing a huge scene. And he starts yelling at this flight attendant. He's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Jesus. Like really going to town on this guy. That's aggressive. It's at this point that the female supervisor steps in. She's this supervisor. Like, yeah, she's like mm-hmm. this older. I think she's. I don't know if she's from Belgium. It's from Brussels. Brussels in Belgium, yeah. Yes. Yeah. She might be a Belgian or Belgium. Belgian. Yeah. Belgian. Belgian. Belgian waffle. Belgian. Yeah. So this Belgian waffle steps in, <laughs> and then she's a supervisor. She steps in to tell the guy that if he doesn't quiet down, they're gonna have to remove him from the flight because he's. He's being super aggressive now. Wow, and that means you have to land. Like, they can't just throw him out the window. I don't know if they're taken off yet. Oh, okay, okay. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. But 
So he starts yelling at her, like, in her face, and he's just like, shut the fuck up. Jeez like, Louise. screaming at her. And so he's well and truly up in her grill, and mm. he's screaming at her. And he's, like, screaming at her, so I guess he's, like, spitting on her face. I guess <gasps> he's screaming. Oh, my God. Did he have coronavirus? I don't know. That's literally the first thing I would think of. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, wow. He's I'd be, like, six feet. Six feet, bitch. So he's screaming at her, and you can see her, like, kind of wipe her face as if, like, you know, he's, she's got spit on his on her face. Ugh. And then it happens again, and then she's, like, he's right up in her face, so she just goes, bang, and gives him, like, a slap on the face. Mm, okay. And then he just goes... Boom! <gasps> and just cracks her like to the side of the face. Ah, oh, with what Jesus. looks like maybe an open palm, mm-hmm. but he hits her hard. Like she gives him like a little slap in the face, as in like, like you know, back up, back the fuck up. Like you're not only saying telling me to fuck off, you're like in my face, spitting on me. Mm-hmm. But he just bang whacks her back. All right. Next thing you know, you see these passengers; they just jump on her, uh, jump on him. Sorry. Okay, I was like, well, that seems unfair, yeah, but okay. Yeah. And they start beating her up. And they're like, you know how we feel about these people. <laughs> Down with the flight attendants. So they jump on him and then like you just hear the wife going crazy and you see the footage, it's all shaky and then it kind of cuts off. Apparently he gets he gets his ass whooped by a couple of people. Wow. And when the cops arrive on the plane to escort him off, they they apparently he drags they like drag his ass down these metal stairs and like just like fuck him up. Oh my god! <laughs> so I've got the video here. It's pretty it's pretty intense. Well, it's not. You don't put your hands on me. So this guy. All right. So we've got this male flight attendant. So this guy's up out of his seat. He's screaming, yelling. You can see the male flight attendant. Hmm. He's trying to. He's trying to calm the situation. You 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 narrate, Christine. So, uh, the, there's a lot. It's very chaotic. There, some people are trying to calm down, but the guy's just yelling, saying, "I will beat the shit out of you." And someone's saying, "Call the police." I think that is his wife. Wow, I mean, this guy this is, is very really intense. intense. What do you do if you're on a flight and you see a fight? Oh my god! I put my shades on, put my, pretend put you're asleep. my seat recline, and pop some Valium. Okay, I think. so here's the woman. All you had, to, so she's so saying, his wife is probably the one videoing. She's this, the right? one that's videoing it. She mm-hmm. says all you had to do was help. He touched mm. him. So what she's saying is like all they had to do was help, like the situation with the mum getting elbowed. Mm-hmm. This woman, the supervisor, is a small, older woman. She seems like she's pretty calm, actually. She's very calm. Yeah, she's handling this well. But, I mean, it would be pretty d- difficult to main, like chill the situation. She's now she's up in his grill and telling And she's him, saying, if you don't finish, you will get in trouble. She's, really, she's not taking any shit. I mean, she's got a plane full of people here. All right, here we go. This is about to happen. This woman saying, this is my right. It's her right to film, which we'll, we'll talk about in a sec. Yeah. Oh, wow. Damn. He definitely hit her in the face. And she did hit him first, but it was a much, much lighter uh, sort of slap on the face, and he really clocked her. Thoughts? That is a crazy video. The funny thing is, is that that's his wife who was recording, I assume, the guy who hit the flight attendant. And now 
he has her, her sorry she has his assault on video yeah like he's gonna get in trouble for that well will, will she get in trouble for slapping him first uh, yes for sure you can't slap a customer no or not a customer cannot. but a, a passenger yeah well customer essentially yeah no you cannot do that that's no, a can't. crazy video you guys have to check the one out because it is intense. Yeah. So I just thought that was uh, whew, that was a great that way to not start. Not a good bon voyage. No, for definitely not. Everybody definitely on not. that plane. No. And the worst thing is that even if you like, even if you're at the very back and you can't even see what's going on, like now your flight is delayed at least two or three hours. Oh, it's so true. And you're you don't sitting, even have a front seat to all the yeah, action. If you're at least sitting there, you'd be like, okay, uh, stewardess, ding, popcorn, please. Seriously. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, okay, that's it. Wow, that's crazy. You got an in the news? Yes, I do have an in the news. So my in the news is about all of the poor Americans who are stuck overseas right now in countries that are doing full lockdowns. So just to throw some numbers at you, as of Saturday, there are over 18,000 citizens that had been retrieved from overseas. That's what they call it. And 33,000 are still trying to get home. And really? Yeah, there's stories of people like calling the embassy and like the embassy will like basically laugh at you and sit and they hang up on you or they won't answer. And there's like lines around the block of these embassies and nobody can figure out what to do. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. So there's one woman who was in Peru who said that I guess they stopped the internal flights in Peru. So she took a bus from Cusco to Lima. She said it was so packed that people were crawling in the windows to get on and others were stowing away in the luggage compartment. And that is a terrible bus. Have you ever taken... Did you take that bus? Um, I think I guess I probably did. Yeah, it's not a fun bus ride. It's windy. Right. It's like 18 hours or something like that. And it's a mm-hmm. terrible bus ride. At mm-hmm. least from memory, 10 years ago it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was apparently a pregnant woman who was in the luggage compartment. It's just not a good scene. Mm. Um, But then I wanted to tell a specific story about a family from Dallas who was in Peru. They got to Peru on March 12th, um, and they figured like they had their tickets booked and everything, so they were just going to go. They pretty much got there at the worst time. Yes. It was like a week before it all kicked off. It was three days before the president closed the borders. Oh, there you go. So so this is uh, Daniel Vaughn. He's a barbecue editor for TexasMonthly.com. Like, he writes about barbecues? Like he writes the, about barbecue. I mean, Texas, you know. Does he write about barbecuing? Like, the art of it, as in food I think he techniques? writes about, like, restaurants and chefs. Oh, okay. Barbecue so that, chefs. I would think that somebody who's a barbecue writer, editor, mm-hmm. would write about maybe like actual barbecues. Mm, I, I mean, he probably like does. Like he's like, oh, the new Weber four grill SQ burner is out this week. And I'm just pickled. I'm pickled <laughs> to get my hands on that yeah. barbecue. I gave him a really strong accent, but that's where I'm, I'm, I'm taking this. barbecuing. Yeah, he's the barbecue editor. I mean, he's the whole editor for the barbecue section of Texas Monthly. That, that seems, seems like, like an esteemed position. Right below uh, gun editor. Oh, yeah. Just, but that, Just definitely below. below. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely below. The gun editor. That'd yeah. be high. high but higher than Jesus editor. 
Higher than Jesus? Yeah, probably. Really? Okay. I mean, barbecue is very important in Texas. Mm. So Daniel and his wife Jennifer and their two children are in Peru in their hotel in Cusco when they get a call from the front desk telling them that the president has closed the the borders. The president is on the line. (laughs) And he needs the barbecue. He needs to talk to you about barbecue. I've got a real (laughs) tough dilemma here. Is it the Weber or is it the Charborough? Whatever it is, it's the Sweet Baby Rays. Got to have the Sweet Baby Rays on there. So they have basically have 27 hours to get out of the country. So they're like frantically booking flights. But like real life. Mm -hmm. It's a not so amazing race. Is Jeff there? No, Phil? Phil. Phil. Uh, He could be there. Jeff is the guy from Survivor, Survivor, right? Survivor, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And not Chris. Not Chris Harrison, who is from Bachelor fame. Bachelor Nation. Shout out. So they're frantically booking flights from Cusco to Lima, and then they get a flight also from Lima to Cancun because they figure get out of there closer to yep. you know the states in Mexico. But the next morning, they wake up to an alert that their flight from Lima to Cancun has been canceled. Uh-oh. So they can still do their Cusco to Lima flight. So they get to the airport, and they said it's just chaos. Oh, so they don't take the bus? They've already taken the bus from Cusco to Lima. Oh. Or no, sorry. The, the the person with the bus was a different story. Oh, okay. That, remember, I said it was that was a lady. Oh, yeah, the yeah, preg- okay. yeah. This is a different family. This is Daniel Vaughn, now the barbecue editor. You yeah. are not paying attention, and that is I know that's recorded. Don't you try to cut that out either. This if Jules does any sneaky edits, part will be edited. I'm gonna be so pissed. I'm gonna have to listen to this episode. I don't usually listen to. Them. Busted. So they are in the Cusco airport and they said there's police checkpoints at the airport to make sure people have legit boarding passes. When they land in Cusco, they had to leave the airport and get back in through another door. And there's over 250 people in the customer service line. Wow. That is a lot of people. Yeah. And it's just like mania. While they're in line, a police officer approaches with a bullhorn and tells everyone they need to leave the airport immediately. So the airline airline employees just abandon their counters. They're just like, peace. Like, I'm not dealing with this. Warning, customers, warning. Customers at the front of the line, I assume they've been in line for hours. They're like, finally at the front. They're freaking out. They're angry and pounding their fists. I'll just get behind there on the computer and start doing it myself. Yeah, just book a flight. Yeah. I mean, why not? More police and military arrive at the airport and they walk with their shields towards the exit and order everyone to leave the building. So Get everyone's got to go. Get out. So this family books a room in Lima and spends the next few days in lockdown. So I don't know if you've heard much about the lockdown in Peru, but I have not kept up with lockdown.com and I haven't been following everybody's lockdown map. Yeah, I haven't been following every country's stories. I know obviously what's happening in the US, I know what's going on back home in Australia. That's mm-hmm. about it. That's it. Jules has been keeping track of the U.S. He keeps me abreast of all the stats. Mm. It's really fun. The good I and love the bad. hearing about all the deaths. It's great. So in Peru, there's a curfew between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m. That can't be right. There must be, there's a curfew between 5 p.m. and 8 a.m. Yes. That sounds more correct. And there's a viral video going around of a woman getting arrested for taking her trash out after curfew. So they're taking this shit very seriously. Mm, that uh, sounds very serious. It is very serious. Apparently, only one person per family is allowed outside to visit essential businesses at a time. So you can't even be out in pairs. 
Eventually, the father of the family has connected with a Peruvian chef because, you know, he's in like the food game with the barbecues. Oh, yeah, barbacoa. At the barbacoa. And this chef was able to pull some strings and get the family on a flight. So he's never met this chef before. He has talked to him a little bit, but he hasn't doesn't really have a relationship with this guy. It's like the connection of a connection. Well, it's the barbecue connection. You know, it's like a brotherhood. It's the barbecue circle. It's the inner circle of barbecues. Yeah. The barbecue brotherhood. Yeah, I believe that the BBQ emblem, bros. I believe that the emblem is two tongs crossed over. Yes, that's true. It's mm. actually a secret society. We really shouldn't be talking about it. We've already said too much. We've said too much. We have to edit this out. So he hears that there is a flight for his family. They can get on this flight. The chef says that the chef texts him a link to a PayPal account for a local tour company asking for a few grand and the family's names to be on the flight manifesto to Miami. So this guy's texted him this account that he needs to transfer money into. He's never met this chef, but it is a pretty well-known chef. So I guess he figures, you know, he's not going to get scammed. Okay. So the guy is desperate. He needs to get out. There's no other flights. A few hours later, they get confirmation for the flight, and the next day they drive to the airport. The steel gates are down, all access is closed, and there's about 50 people outside with their luggage. But over an hour later, a Latam employee comes out. He comes out with police. And the police, instead of doing crowd control, are taking selfies with the crowd. Oh, okay. As you do. As you do. So people are getting really restless. They're yelling at each other. Someone's like knocked their kid over with this giant roller bag. Like it's just getting kind of crazy. But eventually they get on the flight and they get back to Miami and they make it to Texas. And what then? And then now he just is going to continue to write about barbecue. Well, okay. he's home. He's back well, in Dallas. Go. Okay, he's good on him. Yeah, he's fine. Okay, but that's, that's good on him. Yes, it is. But I just thought it was an interesting story of, you know, the difficulty that people are trying to, Very going difficult. through just to get back home. Yeah. Well, if anybody's having difficulty, I can text you a link with a PayPal as well. And, yeah, you know, exactly. Just trust me. Yeah. Trust exactly. me, I'll work it out. Yeah, we'll work it out. Just send us your name and uh, $4,000 and we'll, we'll get you. We'll get you home. Yeah. And we know a guy. We know, we know several guys in the barbecue cult. Yeah. Well, my story, my next in the news story is actually kind of similar. It goes back a couple of weeks ago, and it is about someone trying to get home as well. It is about a girl called Julia Wellington. Well, I don't know. That's probably not how you say her last name. Wellington? Wellington. Is no, she English? It's not Wellington. It's like Wellen- beef? It's Wellington. Wellington? Okay. Okay. I mean, so not the, like beef. How how much of this story do you reckon hinges on the fact that you know how to say her last name? 100%. Okay. Well, I'll have to investigate. Yes. She's a 26-year-old girl. Uh, she's from Sweden originally. She's now living in South London, and she was making her way back from home from Cambodia with her friend Dina. And as the two girls are finishing up their trip in Cambodia, they decided to have one last big night out before they took off home and they hit the bars. After a boozy night with very little food, Julia says... Always a great idea. Always a very good idea. And, Don't you know, eat, just drink. Yeah, especially on probably like Cambodian spirits. Oh, yummy. Oh, yeah. They like illegal back- bootleg liquor. Yeah, seriously. They head back to the hotel room around 2 a.m. in order to get up the next morning for a flight to Singapore, which is then going on to London. It's so always Ju- a good idea to have a massive night out before you fly to another country. And how often do you do it and then regret it the next day and then do it again? Immediately regret it. We don't do that as much anymore, but we definitely used to do it. 
Yeah, but then you tell yourself, like, this is the worst idea ever, yep. and then you just do it again next time you're on a trip. So many times. Because it's the last night. You know, you really want to make sure that you make the most of it. That's true. And usually you're with, like, a group of people you've been traveling with, and you want to have, like, one big last hurrah, but there's nothing worse than flying hungover. It's literally the worst. It is the worst. I mean, imagine the idea of ending a big, big trip, going to bed at 6 p.m. You'd be like, oh, that's boring. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so she decides the complete opposite of that. They go and have an absolute bender, and she wakes up in a really bad state, feeling very hungover. Uh. She says that she'd been throwing up in the hotel because she hadn't eaten and Uh. just basically drank way too much. So they had to be at the airport by 6 a.m., and with very little sleep and feeling hungover, they boarded their flight. So I guess they get to Singapore okay, uh, and then they change over in Singapore to London, so that's a long flight. And Julia is feeling rough now. I bet. So she tried to ham it up a little bit and get some special treatment. What so, hangover treatment? Well, no, just be like, I'm not feeling well. You know, you know. Can I? I don't know, you know if maybe, I'd say that on an international flight. I feel well, like you'd get in trouble. Well, I'm, you know, can I lay down? Can I maybe get business class? You know, tries to oh ham it up God. a little bit. You know, okay. I don't know if that she asked for business, but she's basically trying to get, you know, seeing what she can get. A little bit of, you know, help me out here. So she asked for a painkiller. She asked for some paracetamol, which is like um, like an ibuprofen or something like that, one yeah. of those things, And because she's got a real bad hangover. And she says that she's feeling unwell and she needed to lay down. Maybe it was the hangover that clouded her thinking, but whatever it was, she made a very bad call exaggerating an illness in the corona era. Oh, so when, wait, when was this? Recently? A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Okay. So oh, next, thing, so dumb. next thing she knows, the flight attendants are forcing her to wear a mask. Oh my god! And to lie down during the flight. Passengers that were seated next to her were moved to other seats away from her. Oh Jesus! And they were putting on two masks. Oh my god! Right, as everybody is hysterical, thinking that she had the Rona. Wow, how embarrassing! She had to have her temperature taken like every thirty minutes. During the whole 14-hour flight. Oh, my God. So basically the flight attendants and all the crew just go into panic mode thinking, fuck, like she's coming from Asia, she's feeling unwell, she's got the Rona. Seriously. So they just go into She's probably like have hangover sweats. She's like hot. (laughs) So she's now thinking, I'm sure she's thinking this was a terrible idea. Mm -hmm. And she's basically getting fussed on like she's – Got the rhino and she's bringing Ugh. it back to the UK and they're already on a flight. All she wants to do is sleep and someone's waking her up every half an hour to stick something in her mouth. Yeah. So then to top it all off, she's met by, when they finally touch down at Heathrow Airport, she's met by medics wearing hazmat suits. Oh, Jesus. And she had to fill out all this info to indicate where she'd been. Did and wh- she tell them she was hungover? Yes. She tried to explain to them that she was just like really hungover, but she just like you know she just uh, obviously looked kind of shitty and felt shitty and tr- told them she felt sick wow and then they tried to go back on she tried to go back on it and they're like nah sorry like we've already started the process so we can't we can't stop we can't now. stop now so she's basically um when she lands she has to fill out all this info to indicate where she'd been and what she'd done and who she had come in contact with and all this sort of stuff then she gets her and her friend Dina get ushered off to a quarantine location for 14 days <gasps> after landing at Heathrow. Oh Even though God. she told them she just had a bad hangover, they didn't want to take any chances. Wow. And she said she's not entirely sure where she went, but she ended up at a hotel, which she thinks 
they think might have been the Holiday Inn okay. near the Heathrow Airport. But basically, she had to spend the next 14 days there. Wow. And I did some detective work and I found her on Instagram. And uh-huh. she she has some funny like things. I, I, I guess she maybe has a podcast or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but it, appears, it seems like she's fine now. She I wonder if she had to pay for the hotel. I don't think she did. Okay. That's a long time to be stuck at the Holiday Inn, though. Yeah, well, I think that the government's using hotels for quarantine. Yeah, because I mean, you probably aren't even allowed to leave your room. Well, no, you wouldn't be. Yeah, no, you wouldn't. Wow, what a bummer. Yeah. Don't try to get special treatment for a hangover, guys. It's no, not is, worth it. It's not the right time to be it's doing it. It's not the right time. Just suck it up. Have your Pepto-Bismol. Well, and- you can't fly anyway these days, so. Yeah, that's Unless true. Unless you have to fly. That's true. Some people, are, I mean, are people still flying? Yeah, people are still flying. I mean, people are flying within the United States For and work? people are trying to fly home. Well, I, I don't know, to get back to their families or who knows. Mm, They're going yeah. somewhere. Yeah. There you go. Wow. That's crazy. In, I've got another quick in the news one. Let's do it. It is on my theme. of I'm very airplane themed today. You are. I've got the woman being assaulted. I've got the woman being quarantined on the plane mm-hmm. and this one is called cough you man Ooh. oh wait did i tell you the story my, the title of my last story no you love a good title though it was called hanging to get home oh yeah so this one is called cough you man and this is a story that happened a few weeks ago as well a woman was kicked off a jet star flight which is a like a budget airline in australia but they're a pretty good one they're like they're no, not bad they're not bad and she was kicked off a jet star flight a few weeks ago for um, failing to follow crew instructions and basically being like a bit of a bee. Oh. Yeah. Do you hear about this one? This sounds familiar. So she started filming this whole interaction. These people are obsessed with fucking filming things. Are you allowed to film things on an airplane? I thought you weren't allowed. Well, you know that we're not really specializing in aviation law. I thought we were specialized in aviation oh, law. Oh, is that our strength? Was that it? is one of our strengths. Uh, okay. Avian and aviation. Oh, that's true. I bird do, I, and plane. I do know a good bird. Pretty much you know a good bird? Yeah. Which one? Uh, it's, Jules is a very familiar with birds. It's the West Coast uh, swallow spotted tail. Oh, yeah, yeah. really? Spotted yeah, tail. It's very rare, very rare. Mm. Anyway, yes, we are. Sorry, I, I correct myself. We do know aviation law. Yes. I do believe that we covered this on an earlier episode, which may have even triggered our self-proclaimed aviation law uh, status. But I thought you weren't allowed to film on a plane. I always thought that. I've heard that. I've been told that before. Yes. and But then people were like, uh-uh, it's my rights. That's true. Anyway, this woman's filming the whole thing. So good on her. Then she, she looks like a bitch anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just sar- sarcastic good on her yeah it was like good on her because now she looks like a bitch anyway mm. she's filming this whole interaction when she was on a plane so they're boarding a plane they haven't taken off yet and she hears a man coughing Uh-oh. so this is a couple of weeks ago this is before like corona craziness mm-hmm. especially in australia but it's definitely around at this stage so this is in like mid-march or something mm-hmm. um and so the flight's boarding, and she goes to ask the flight attendants to ask them about their policy on sick passengers. Mm, but like tattletale, yeah. But why? Why film it? You know, like oh, don't worry, I'll get to the filming. My my personal beliefs on filming because it's just like okay. fucking hell, you know. So she's filming it, and she's up there, like you know, holding the phone down. She's not got the phone in their face. You can watch the video; I can link to it. So she hasn't got it in their face, but she's like filming it, so you know. 
they know she's filming, mm-hmm. and she's like asking them. She's she's from Europe. They just says she's a European lady. Um, okay, so <laughs> it's vague. She's like, you know, what is your policy on sick passengers? And they're like, Ooh, okay. I like your uh, subtle European accent. Yeah. That could be anywhere in Europe. Yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty accurate. That's pretty good. And then they're like, okay, yeah, come on, mate, you gotta you gotta stop filming. That was a really good Australian accent. Oh, thanks. I know that you are Australian, but that sounded way more Australian than you do now. Yeah, well, you know. You're I've, basically not even Australian anymore. Yeah, I've had quite a lot of practice over the years. You have. So they, they're being pretty chill about it. They're like, all right, can you stop filming? And she's like, I'll stop filming when you answer me. Like, what is your policy? If this, this man is coughing, he's sick, and what are you going to do about it? And they're like, well, we've been, you know, well, we haven't heard him coughing. And she's like, well, you haven't been observing him. I'm sitting next to him and he's coughing. And then she's like, oh, we're in the middle of a, a health global health crisis and, like, what's your policy on sick passengers? Are they in the air at this point or are they no, no, on the, the ground? They're on the ground still boarding. Okay. And this, the flight attendants are being pretty chill. They're like, all right, like, first of all, like, it, you can tell the way she's saying it, but she's saying it in a nice way. First of all, she's like, get the fucking camera out of my face. Stop recording me. Yeah. You know, but she's done it in a very nice way. Mm. But it's like, stop Stop recording. Yeah. And she's like, well, if you stop recording, we can have a conversation about this. And she said, you're not supposed to be recording on a plane. Mm-hmm. So stop it. And she's like, no, no, no. You're like, honestly, she's been a fucking pain in the ass. She's Ugh. very annoying watching this video. Indignant. So she refuses, uh, you know, until they deal with like this coughing passenger. And she's asking their policy, da, da, da. And she keeps trying to get this guy off the plane. Good Lord. So she, you know like, what she wants? She wants the seat next to her to be empty. That's yeah. what she wants. She wants well, to lay not, down. I think he's he's across from her. Okay. Yeah. So but basically, it's like she thinks he's got the rona. So eventually, because she's not complying with instructions, she's told that she's going to have to get off the plane if That's she doesn't hilarious. stop filming. And then she starts going on about how, like, oh, I'm going to Europe and I'm visiting my 93-year-old dear friend who is very ill and I, you know, da 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 And, you know, and every, at that stage, everyone's just like, whatever, mate, you know. Yeah. So she's worried that she's going to go back and she's going to bring something to Europe, which is, I guess, is fair enough, but, like... But then don't visit your friend. Sorry. Exactly. And... As so, as she decides, she's going to basically leave the plane because she's she's going to get booted from the plane. Otherwise, at this mm-hmm. stage, she goes back to grab her bags and she's filming like all the way she walks down the aisle and other wow. people. Just put the phone. Yeah, down. I know she's filming everything and she's getting her bags. She has the nerve at one stage to say, "Are you going to help me take my bags off?" Which what I think is say? hilarious. No. <laughs> it was like, mm. then she turns the camera to the guy who's coughing. And oh, she basically God. interrogates him. It's like. Why are you coughing? Can you tell me, like, are you sick? <laughs> okay, journalist. Yeah, I know. And then a woman, the woman who's with this guy basically turns around and says to her that he is uh, he's a very, like, ill man. He has a lung problem. Mm. It's nothing to do with him having, like, a sickness. Like, yeah. he's got a lung problem. Yeah. But she confronts him while filming. Wow, that's this, so this, rude. Well, how's this right? One of the flight attendants, who seems like she wanted to definitely say more, but she kept it very civil. She's just like, you're being so rude and so disrespectful right now. <laughs> like just the way she said it, it was just so clutch. That's like, hilarious. And then this woman just eventually takes her bags off and she goes, bitch, as she <gasps> walks off the plane. Whoa. And then there's a guy at the front of the plane who you can tell probably heard a lot of the conversation at the start. 
and he's a young guy and as she's walking up the plane you can hear him going (coughs) (coughs) (laughs) and then as she just before she walks off she's like enjoy your coughing flight (laughs) (laughs) enjoy your coughing flight enjoy your coughing she should have thought about her accent line a little bit more i know but honestly the video is so fucking like when you listen to this woman like i can so i understand her concern Mm-hmm. And I get it, but when you hear like the way she dealt with it, mm-hmm. it's it's just like she's just trying to be a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, and the fact that she just started filming this from the very beginning mm-hmm. means like she was trying to prove a point. Yeah, like she's trying to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's when like we, trying to get internet famous. Or like something. when did we get to the point where we just felt like we could film anyone all the time? Yeah, like people just bang their phones out and just film anything. There's no consent. Yeah. There's no anything. Mm. Well, if you think that there's an injustice happening, I guess your first thought is like, I've got to film this so I can put on Twitter, get yeah. my Twitter army in well, action. Yeah. I mean, she's probably thinking to start like, she's, but she's preempted that. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to film this and I'm going to ask him. And it's yeah. like, unless she'd asked them first and they didn't respond to her. And then she's like, I'm going to film this and I'm going to try to expose them. Right. Everyone's trying to expose someone these uh, days. It's all exposing uh. ex- expositions and what have you. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yep. So that was my three uh, plane stories. Wow. Were you with me on the time, the time I was on a flight with somebody with Tourette's? No, but I really want to hear this story. Oh, God. I mean, there's not much of a story, but there was a man who had definitely had Tourette's who was like maybe one seat behind to the right of me. Holy moly, that was a intense flight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He was yelling and it was he, he had, it was a very like vocal tick. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a the thing it started as like coughing and like little ticks. Did they ask him? Did like, they? Like, n- no, nobody said like, did anything. Did anybody say anything to him? Nobody said anything to him, and nobody did anything. And I was like, "Am I living in a crazy world? Like, does everybody he else doing? hear this?" What was he doing? He was like, "Bah!" <laughs> like, really suddenly out of nowhere, for like very briefly, he would just be like, "Bah, bah." Sorry, that's but, very loud. Sorry, you had to turn the volume down a little. Yeah. Bit. But it was very. He was doing these little screams. Did, please it's tell a me. Very startling on an airplane. Let please me just say that. Tell me, did he swear at all? I think he. Yes, he was swearing. Yeah, he was. That, now I remember. Where was I? You weren't there. No, he was definitely saying the f word. Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. 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 Yeah. I because at first I thought it was like this guy has a very serious um, fear of flying, and then I realized it was definitely Tourette's. And no one said anything. Nobody said anything. I mean, what do you say? What Excuse do you, me, you say, sir. Are you deathly afraid, or do you have Tourette's? Fuck. 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 I need to know. I would need to know. Made for an interesting flight. Yes, and a good story. <laughs> and a good story. Short but sweet. So on to my main story. Alrighty. This is not related to flights, unfortunately. This cannot be a plane-themed episode. This story comes from Erin Hines, who is a fellow podcaster. Her podcast is Alpaca My Bags. Great podcast, guys. Like alpaca, like the animal. Okay. Even better when you've got to explain it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's harder Like if I'm just saying it, you know. Just so you know. And so her Instagram is Alpaca My Bags Pod. And she's also a traveler, travel blogger at Pina Travels. I'm not sure if it's Pina or Pina, like the fruit. 
Could be pain- it's a pineapple. I don't know. So, dear Aaron is in Kampot, Cambodia in 2017 with a couple of friends. Great pepper, by the way. Very good pepper. Regionally, what's it called? Location? Ge- uh, geographically indexed. Geographically indexed pepper. Yep. Kampot it's like champagne. can only be called Kampot pepper if it's from... Kampot. Yep. There you go. Now you know. Famous in French restaurants. Just a little tidbit. The more you know. So they want to get off the backpacker trail a little bit. They've been backpacking through Southeast Asia. Very well-worn trail, as we know. Yep. We've been there. We've worn it out. Been there, done that. So we wanted, we wanted, she wanted to get off the grid. So they decide to check out Koh Rong Sam Loem. Been there as well. In Cambodia, which we have been to. We were there in 2014. 2015. 2015. It is a beautiful island, white sand beaches, very undeveloped, like barely any electricity. I think it's a lot more developed these days. Yeah, I think so. But in 2015, it was very quiet. Yes. When was she there? What year? 2017. This? Okay. It probably, yeah. I think, I think in the last like two years, mm-hmm. it's become very popular. Right. So they booked a hostel that was on, uh, you know, there's like different bays and different beaches that you can get to. They were on Clearwater Bay at a hostel that was like very off the grid. You have to hike into it. No Wi-Fi, very undeveloped, but gorgeous beach. Like really very, very very beautiful beautiful. beaches there. So I'm not going to say the name of the hostel because I don't want to get sued for slander. But if you are planning a trip to Korong Samloem AL after lockout, of course, and you want to know what this place is I called, like it. we had to make acronyms in this time of need. So if you want to know what this place is called, hit me up. I will tell you what it is, but I'm not going to be blasting them on the pod. The pod. So this place. Pods. Sounds very rustic, like exactly what they were looking for. They you are, get what you pay for. I'm sure it was pretty cheap. Five dollars a night. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's preface it by that. So they said the beach was gorgeous. There's like luminescent plankton, which is very cool. Which is basically like it glows in the dark. It's Google it if you don't know what I'm talking about. It's very awesome. Cool. The only issue is that a few of the reviews have mentioned rats. And okay, you Jules hates rats. Know that I hate rats so much. I can have spiders crawl on me. I'm fine with snakes, but rats and mice. I mean, it'd be better if spiders were not crawling on oh, us. Yeah. But if of all the animals, well, mm, I think I'd go with. No, I would have no a, a spider or a rat on, uh, or a snake on me way before a uh, rat. You are to spiders what Indiana Jones is to snakes. Correct. Yes. So, or sorry, not spiders, rats. I don't know. You've confused <laughs> me with that. You had when you said Indiana Jones, I disagreed with you because I'm like you're like yes, yes, Indiana my wife Jones Robert gets me. But yeah, no, you are to rats what Indiana Jones is to snakes. He hates snakes. I am to rats. Uh, I can't. In- <laughs> don't worry about it. I'll draw you a diagram later. Yes, please. Yeah, it'll you be, had a, me at Indiana there Jones, be a triangle. Which reminds me, we should definitely watch Indiana Jones while we're in quarantine. Yes, we should. Done. So they see the reviews about rats, but they're like, okay, like maybe they won't be that bad. You know, <laughs> they weren't too worried about it. For us, that would be like super deal breaker. Like, yeah. no. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be out of there. Yes. So the first day they're there, everything's going great. They arrive. It's beautiful. The sun is out. The hostel's super chill. They're swimming and drinking beer. 
in the bay. Like, it just sounds so yeah. perfect. Oh, it's such a good spot. I'm like, oh, I just want to go do that. Yeah. I'm so sad we can't travel we've, right we've now. We've done our $5 hostels in our day. That's We've done plenty of our $5 yeah. hostels, you and guys. And we've dealt with rats. We're not being bougie. No, like, no, we're just, we we've, we've done that. We've we done, slept in a tent there. We did sleep in a tent. Yeah, it was really nice. Okay, so then over dinner, they overhear some other backpackers talking about rats. And they're trying to stay positive, and they're saying, okay, rats are just little buggers. Those are her words. How bad could it be? Then night falls. They get into their beds in the 10-bed bungalow, and they start Ooh. hearing squeaks. They hope that the mosquito nets on their beds will protect them from any rats. They don't really think about why the mosquito nets have holes in them. Oh, God. It's so, made me feel sick already. So she says, what ensued was a night of terror. She looks down on the floor and sees a rat the size of a small dog inches away from her bed. So these MFers are legit supersized jungle rats, like large and in charge. She says they're humongous, wild, and ravenous. I don't know how Jeez. she knew how ravenous they were, but apparently they they are maybe are accustomed to a certain diet and they're fat and happy and they want to eat more. I don't know. Wow. So she says all night they tore through their bags, ripped up their clothes, shoes, etc. I don't know how they got any sleep that night because I would not have slept a wink. The next morning, her friend showed Aaron her hat and it had been chewed to pieces. The creepiest part, the creepiest part is that the friend had been wearing the hat while she slept. Oh. So the rat. Why is she wearing a hat to bed? I don't know, in Cambodia. What sort of hat? I don't know. Maybe it was like a fedora or a beret. Yeah, but why are you wearing or a hat to a, bed? Uh, top hat? A bed hat? I think it was probably like a beanie. Like probably like a woven kind of hat. I don't know. Maybe it was chilly. Maybe it was one of those really open air dorms mm. that gets cold by the beach. What hat could you beach? wear to bed though? A like, beanie. The only thing I'm thinking is like one of those nightcap things. A nightcap? Yeah. From like night, uh, night Before Christmas? Yeah. Mon, pa and his cap? Do people wear nightcaps or is that just a drink? Maybe it's a Cambodian thing. <laughs> well, this person is in Cambodia. Well, she's in Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> she's taken on the culture yeah. of the nightcap. So, well, I think it's like a beanie type of hat, like a woven sort of. Okay. Yeah. So It's not a straw hat you're trying to sleep in. <laughs> I don't think so. That'd be so uncomfortable. Yeah. One of those like triangle hats, yeah, those like yeah. farmer hats. Um, I think, it, I don't know what, I didn't get specifics on the hat. Maybe Eric can get back to us on the hat. Yeah. So, but it, in whatever kind of hat it was, she was sleeping with the hat on. I can't get past this hat. <laughs> so the rats were in their beds. Uh, or at okay. least in her bed. So in the early morning, they're exhausted or traumatized. They go to this, they go to the beach and they take a little nap on the sleep. <laughs> I think you're traumatized. <laughs> Um, so, but as soon as they hit the beach, they start to forget their terrible night and eventually decide that it's so gorgeous, it's worth staying longer. So they stay there for two more nights. I just sleep on the beach. There's no way I would ever go back there. Yeah, but there must be rats on the beach too. Not to mention any other animal. There would be a ton of stuff. Crabs. You definitely get crabs. Crabs. Well, yeah. (laughs) Probably get crabs staying at that hostel anyway. Yeah, probably. A 10 bed dorm. So they stay there for two more nights. She says they sleep armed with tree branches in case of a rat attack. Rat attack. <laughs> rat attack. And uh, that's where rat attack came from. <laughs> that's where the band rat attack's from. 
they take solace in knowing that they had their rabies shots in case shit went south. But they had booked their hostel for five nights and had to call it after three because the exhaustion of not sleeping caught up to them and their packs couldn't take any more chewing. What they should have done is had one person on watch and then done shifts. Oh, slept in shifts? Yeah. Or just left the light on. Yeah, true. I would have left the light on and had one person in shifts and like a guard. And then you could all just cuddle in, like pile into one bed, set up a bed fortress with bags. Oh, a bed fortress is a very good idea. Mm. There must be something or you can put. leave food out for them. Yeah, and like a specific part. Ugh, I don't know. I think I would just have to leave. I mean, that island is so beautiful. Just go stay somewhere else. Yeah. So her takeaway, sleeping alongside rats isn't a sustainable option, even if you're in literal heaven on earth. Yeah, that's a hard one to that's a hard one to balance out. Yeah. So my question to our dear audience is if you were sleeping on the most beautiful no. beach in the whole world for five dollars a night, would you stay there even though there are rats possibly on your bed chewing your straw hat? No way. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. No chance. Did I ever tell you about the time a rat bit me on a finger, I think it was? Were you with me? No, but I feel like I have heard the story. It's when we were in Peru. Mm-hmm. When we were volunteering in Peru, it was we were living in a very kind of janky place. Mm-hmm. It was very janky. And I was in the, the penthouse, as they called it, the upstairs part. And I I seem to remember having my I think I, I guess I had my hand over the bed, like hanging down. Mm-hmm. Basically I I have a dream of this pain being in my finger. Uh-huh. And I just I don't know. It was it's such a real surreal feeling. Basically I woke up. And I, my finger was cut, the tip of my finger, mm-hmm. like a pretty good like chunk into it and it was bleeding. Uh. And I wasn't sure if in my dream I like pushed it into something and cut my finger. Because, uh-huh. you know, the, the, all the beds were homemade. There were like fucking nails sticking out of them and stuff. And I found an area where it could have been something that I like maybe I pushed into it. And I, in my dream I like put my finger like into something that like that kind of like – Caused uh-huh. the pain. Like an electric outlet or something? I don't something? know what it was. Like something that caused the pain. And I don't know whether something bit me uh-huh. or whether like I put my finger and then like in my dream I like pushed it into this thing that cut me. But basically I woke uh. up in the morning and I had this big kind of like divot in my finger. Oh, uh, that's really creepy. And it was, it looked like it could have been a bite. Oh my God. Thank God it wasn't rabid. Yeah. Can rats get rabies? I, yeah, I think so. Well, there you go. Well, I survived. Yeah, you survived. Yeah. But also, even if you get your rabies shot, you still need to get another shot if you get bitten by an animal, you guys. Three. Don't forget. It only buys you time. It doesn't make you not make doesn't make you immune to rabies. Three shots. Three shots. Okay. Thank you. A series you. of three shots. It it buys you like an extra day or two. Okay. Wow. Mm. Well, there you go. Well, thank you, Erin, for sending in that story. You are way braver than I am. And we have done some we have done some We've stayed in some shitty places. Yes, Like we have. some terrible places. Ugh. And we have dealt with rats along the way. Uh, not by choice. I would 100% not stay in that place again. Um, but good on you for, for persevering. I think that if I knew the rats were staying out of the mosquito net, I could handle it. But not if I knew that they had come onto the bed. I don't think so. The only thing that I have similar to that is once I woke up with a, a cockroach on my stomach and it bit me. And I had to flick and it off. And a cockroach bit you. Yeah. Did you know they bite? No, not at all. That's going to rattle some people's nightmares to find a that cockroach. out. cockroach. Yes. I woke up to a pain on my stomach. I looked down there. There was a cockroach on me. And I had to flick it off. Is that disgusting? Yeah, that I'm is. I'm pretty sure you were with me. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Where? Um, I don't know. Somewhere in South or Central America. Okay. That doesn't narrow it down that much. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, thank you very much, Erin. Um, so you should check out our podcast, Alpaca mm-hmm. My Bags. It's a great podcast. I actually talk a lot about... Um, like ethical tourism and, mm-hmm. and things like that. They really, it is a podcast uh, that discusses travel through a critical lens, as they say. Love it. Um, but there's some really great topics there. Like they talk about volunteerism, they talk mm-hmm. about, um, you know, animal welfare and things like that. So there's some really great topics there. And if you want to learn about how to be a more sustainable traveler, it's mm. got some great resources, uh, some, some really good interviews there as well. Mm hmm. Hmm. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Thank you for sending in that story, Aaron. Yes. Oh, that was called Rat Island. Rat Islands. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot That's to say okay. that. And if you want your story told, remember, we are taking submissions. Yes, we Not are. Not so slash submit if you want to jump on the podcast. And we'll give you a shout out and we'll link to all your pipelines along the way. Yes. And thank you very much, guys. I think we're going to wrap up because... That's it. We're done. We have more Netflix to watch. Yeah. We're very busy. We have yeah. to get through our Netflix bucket list. Yes, we do. And we are taking all Netflix submissions as well. Yes. If you want to uh, shout, you know, if you want to shout out something that you're watching, we, uh, we've got time. Yeah. We've got time to watch it. So let us know. Be safe on the road. And if you're not, make sure you tell us about it. Except don't go travel right now, you guys. That's it. All right. Stay safe, guys. Bye, guys. Peace.